Hey, welcome to another episode of Also Random But Not. Uh, this is a podcast about synchronicity. I'm your host, MC Davis, and I am here for the second season of this incredible journey of talking about the things that just make us go, hmm. So I <laughs> I know, a little cheesy, but I wanted to bring this introduction because it is the second season and this has been a long year of fun journey of solo casting. But as I promised a few times, um, we're no longer solo casting. I have my first guest and I want to introduce him uh, as this amazing friend I've met uh, in Santa Fe uh, some time ago. And his name is James, James Gage. And he's an artist, um, you know, and he's, a, he's just a talented photographer and he has tons of just in, interesting stories along the way. He was a welder and worked at construction and a carpenter and, and he's sort of found his, his synchronicity moments in the art space. So uh, without further ado, just want to welcome James and uh, get this thing started. Um, first of all, thank you for being my first guest. This is quite, I don't know, it's like quite the honor to have a friend be your first guest, but also someone who's also interesting. And, and I think what you're done and what you're doing in art and in your life, probably not so much in Arkansas, but everywhere else in the world, I think it's being felt. Uh, so I want to thank you one for being a part of this journey. Synchronicity is not just about uh, from two you know, to fro or from point A to point B. In my world, it's everything. Everything touches in this space. And you're just an example of that. So how about you talk about your life a little bit and try to just give a little introduction to who you are. I'm a horrible guy who gives introductions, but I'm going to let you do that because uh, this is your journey. But I'm proud to be a <laughs> part of better. it. So <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I can easily, you know, fake it till I make it, but I'd rather have you fake it till you make it as well. <laughs> Share some, share some, share some misery <laughs> with me. So, <clears throat> well, um, thanks for having me. I um, uh, let's see. Uh, as a kid, I was always really, um, really uh, keen on on the arts, and um, I kind of I remember, I remember drawing and stuff before I remember much much else. Um, right, and. Uh, I always thought everybody in my family always said, you know, one day you'll grow up and you're, you're going to be an artist. And, um, and I was like, nah, they don't make any money. I won't do that. That's, it's not a good career. Um, <laughs> I yeah. said I wouldn't have kids too. And that part I was right about, but, uh, to date anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> it was just a weird twist of fate the way things happened. You know, I, um, I stayed in the arts. I practiced different kinds of arts and I won awards and different things and stuff. And I would put it down and it would just magically fall back in my lap. Mm. And, um, that just kind of was the recurring theme. Right. Um, and in college, I met my mentor who taught me. I was always a, like as far as painting and drawing went, I was always in realism. And then that was the point at which I met somebody who introduced me to abstract art nice um and introduced me to art as a business mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> so i started selling shortly after that uh my first piece sold for a fraction of what it was worth and then i would sell pieces like every few months 
Um, and over time the sales came more often and I was able to charge more for the work. Um, and so I, I just, I gradually have built it into what it is now. And hopefully there's more room for growth ahead. Oh, there's um, no, there's no hope in this game. We, we all know that. Mm. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and, and just curious, I mean, when you were kind of thinking about your art career, had you given thought to synchronicity? Have you get had you get had you given thought to this kind of things that are magically falling in place? What what was that for you back then compared to what it is now? <clears throat> I didn't really give any thought to it in that way per se. Mm -hmm. um, but as life developed, I started to kind of get a sense of um, I was raised. I was raised Baptist. And so, you know, religion was kind of forced down my throat at, at yeah. all stages. Me too. Um, yeah. And so I, I kind of, I never really felt like I fit anywhere with that. I never really felt like it was really relevant to right. me. Right. Um, but as life went on, I did kind of develop a sense of um, maybe a, uh, a larger hand at work or some kind of a higher power of some sort, uh, like right. a destiny maybe. And how did you, um, how did you even begin to trust that? Cause that's something that's, you know, it's not something you talk about at, in the, I mean, you talk about it in the church server, you talk about this, Jesus take the will, but was this a Jesus mm. take the will moment for you? Or was this like, Oh, you know, it's just an ancestral thing happening. Like, how do you, how do you differentiate between Jesus take the will? and something else. Um, I kept finding myself in situations where I would try to maintain control and I had no control. Yes. And they were panning, we're going to pan out regardless of my interaction. And what I thought I wanted, um, for instance, I'll never be an artist. And then <laughs> here you go. What you said doesn't matter. It's what I say goes, and yes, you are going to be an artist. <laughs> and, um, you know, many different situations like that just kind of led me to believe that there is that, uh, you know, I, I do believe that everybody has a destiny. I don't believe that everybody finds it. Mm. I believe that everybody has a purpose, but I think that um, a lot of people are content in living without knowing their purpose, or a lot of people will go on a journey to find it and they don't always find it. So true, true. having that purpose and finding that purpose and being able to use that to create a life, I think is a real gift. I love that. And part of what this podcast talks about is that level of difference between synchronicity moments and coincidences and kind of the in-between space of how do we determine purpose and all of those things. That's the conversation that we're having with synchronicity. It's like you need to lean into what's what's currently is and be okay with the is and be okay with the love that is, be okay with the human that is and the connection point that is. But we're so afraid to connect because we're we're just we we hold on to that connection so aggressively because we we lost. We lost without it in our mind. But it's, well in today's society, anxiety is like a a common occurrence, you know, it, it's handed out for free, but compassion is a really hot commodity. It's hard to come by. I know. How do you make, how do you make compassion sexy though? To, for people to reach really, really grab onto it 
in a transformational way? Uh, how do you make compassion transformational? What do you, what do you do in your life that that makes it transformation that makes compassion transformational? Don't <laughs> exactly. put all that on me. I'm putting it all on you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to solve all the world's problems right now, James. You got five minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the conversation we're having. It's like, how did we? I mean, because I, I, I mean, as a technology executive, and I, you know, just running this this firm, I have to leverage my job and not trying and not selling fear, which is kind of what we used to doing. You know, you did a thing that's bad. It's going to cost you this much money. It's going to cost you this much money to pay me. And I this this already they're already tangled into the fear web with my job. So my job, my moral obligation, my job is to not do that. It's hard because that's just what the nature of business is often is to sell fear. I was going to say that insight that we were that we were just touching on has been something that's current in my mind a lot, you know, like, because I think about like, well, man, I'm going to do this. I'm pretty fucking beat up, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, right? like, I'm a much better man now than I was at 18. I got a bunch. Well, fuck yeah, you are. I mean, look, look at your life right now. Look at how many decisions you've made at a clearer, more wiser pace of your life now than you ever would have at 19, 20, 30, who knows, you know? I feel like life is like, look, like, how much do I have to beat your ass before you'll listen? <laughs> See, now you speak in the language of this podcast. This podcast is really all about that. It really is about the synchronicity of listening. And it's not that we need to, like, constantly be chapped by in the lotus position or some weird meditation retreat. It really is waking up and taking a breath and listening to your breath. Sometimes your breath gives you the, the, the insight to that, that, that thing that we need to do that day. And it doesn't involve a spreadsheet, doesn't involve some fucking like interaction with some person who's not giving you love. You know, synchronicity for me is about shit. Like it's a catch and release game. I get it. Now you get it. I don't hold on to it. I give it to you. I'm going to use the fuck out of it, but I'm going to give it to you though. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you know what the thing about it is? There's abundance, James. There's abundance out here. And so synchronicity has taught me a valuable lesson about abundance. And that's why this whole thing is becoming more and more realistic for me and I want to share it with people like you and people with, who don't even know us to talk about these type of things so it is it is a conversation that be, that that could be manifested in a different way but this is the way we're doing it this is the way that it works right now you know so I mean it can be manifested in different ways that just means it can be applied to many different people's absolutes absolutely or situation absolutely absolutely so um, All right. So anyway, thanks, James, for really being here. This is clearly, clearly a larger narrative. Uh, but I want to thank you, one, for taking time to really invest in this conversation. As an artist, I'm sure you see many different shades of blue in the world. And a lot of us don't have the option to see many shades of blue. So you're sharing of your world and this world that I've built with this podcast and the community that follows this podcast. And everyone that's involved in this discussion is gonna re really reap the rewards of your shade of blue. So this is a really an ongoing conversation. You and I will probably discuss this to the day we die in terms of making the world a better place. So thank you so much for being part of this, James. Of course, um, there's, a lot, there's a lot to pull into it. I just hope that I gave you something that was useful. Ah, please. Really? The fact that you showed up is actually just a, just as beautiful as in saying two words together. This is this is this is a reason why we're doing this. This is not about Mike Davis, not about James Gage, it's about the entire spectrum of our influence. 
and the people we touch beyond that, and the next generation, and all those embryos being born. So we have a lot of responsibility in this world. So, so thank you. We can all do better. We can, we can all do better. do better. Yeah. All right. Have a good night.